I'd like to welcome to the Pod MD studio Dr. Sheba Sinha. Dr. Sheba Sinha is an Australian and British trained specialist plastic and reconstructive surgeon practicing in Melbourne. Dr. Sinha obtained her medical degree at the University of Leeds in England. Following this, Sheba undertook a higher research degree focusing on the tissue engineering of fat at the O'Brien Institute in Melbourne and did advanced plastic and reconstructive surgery training in New South Wales and Victoria. Sheba then undertook further fellowship training in breast reconstruction at the world-renowned Queen Victoria Hospital, East Grinstead in the UK. She also undertook numerous observerships in aesthetic breast and body surgery in the UK, Europe and Australia. Today we'll be discussing the topic of abdominoplasty and functional repair. This podcast is brought to you by DPM Financial Services. DPM is a specialist medical financial advice firm that aims to empower doctors of Australia to make the right financial decisions and achieve their financial goals. We do hope you enjoy this podcast, but please remember that the advice here is of a general nature and is not intended as specific advice about a given patient. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the doctor, not PodMD. If you do have a patient on whom you require specific advice, then please seek advice from a colleague with appropriate expertise in that area. Sheba, thanks for talking with us on PodMD today. Thank you very much for having me. The topic of today's discussion is abdominoplasty and functional repair. Sheba, Can you give us a brief overview about abdominoplasty? Abdominoplasty is a surgical procedure where excess skin and subcutaneous tissue is removed from the lower trunk area. This may also be accompanied by tightenings of the muscle and fascia of the abdominal wall to achieve a tighter and more contoured appearance. As we age, our bodies produce less collagen, so the skin is not able to retract back to its original state. Patients can be unhappy with their body contour and in certain cases of massive weight loss, the abdominal apron can cause skin irritation and hygiene issues. Pregnancy also results in a separation of the rectus abdominis muscles, resulting in an upper abdominal bulge, lower back pain and urinary incontinence. So in most patients, it's considered an aesthetic procedure, but in certain cases, um, it has a reconstructive component. Can you explain the different types of, ab- of abdominoplasty procedures available? There are several different types, depending on the type of correction that is required for the patient and the distribution of the excess tissue. A traditional abdominoplasty is where An incision is made from the anterior superior iliac spine on one side to the anterior superior iliac spine on the other through the suprapubic crease. A flap is dissected up to the costal margin and xiphoid process and the umbilicus is dissected out. The patient is then flexed and the excess skin is removed. The fascia of the rectus abdominis muscle um, is also plicated um, and then the two um, skin margins are sutured together. Lipoabdominoplasty um, is a technique which is gaining more use. Liposuction of the entire abdominal skin envelope is then followed by removal of a minimum excess abdominal skin. 
The use of liposuction minimizes the amount of surgical dissection that is required and so preserves more blood vessels. Um, it's gaining popularity because it leads to shorter recovery time and drains don't need to be used. Mini abdominoplasty is for those patients who have just a very localized area of loose skin below the umbilicus. And so it's more targeted than a full abdominoplasty. Um, the umbilicus is not moved compared to a traditional abdominoplasty. And it also suits women who've had a previous C-section scar and have that lower abdominal bulge that can be difficult to shift even with exercise. The scar though is slightly longer than a C-section scar. A fleur-de-lis abdominoplasty is designed for patients who have a large amount of skin laxity in both the horizontal and vertical directions. This creates a low horizontal scar and a midline scar, which goes from the ziphy sternum down towards the um, suprapubic area in an inverted T or fleur-de-lis shape. Lastly, apronectomy are is for patients who've had a large excess of skin and fat hanging over the mons pubis area. Um, and this is for designed for patients to address issues with hygiene, walking, wearing certain types of clothes, as it just removes that excess soft tissue in a wedge fashion. What are some of the common reasons that people choose to undergo an abdominoplasty? The two main broad reasons can be divided into aesthetic and functional reasons. Aesthetic reasons include the desire for an improved abdominal contour. It's important to state that abdominoplasty is not a weight loss procedure, and for the best results, patients need to be at their ideal body weight. However, despite all exercise attempts, even at patients at their ideal weight, they're just not able to remove the excess skin. Patients tend to usually have an uneven distribution of fat, excess sagging skin and loss of skin elasticity, which is manifested as stretch marks. The functional reasons that a patient may consider abdominoplasty is usually in the setting of postpartum. Patients who have had pregnancies experience a separation of the rectus abdominis muscles, and this results in an upper abdominal bulge. Sometimes this does not respond to conservative treatments such as physiotherapy. And Medicare have now recognized that this repair, if the separation is greater than three centimeters on imaging, um, can achieve a reimbursement. Secondly, massive weight loss patients also have a flap of abdominal skin um, that can interfere with their activities of daily living, clothing wear and hygiene. And this is an increasing cohort that we're seeing um, due to the unfortunate problem that we have in Australia with rising obesity, but also the surgical methods um, for achieving weight loss. What are the benefits and risks associated with an abdominoplasty? So the benefits are that a patient can achieve very impressive results in improving their truncal appearance. And this can lead to both a physical and psychosocial improvement in their well-being. Um, there's also in patients who've had tightening of the rectus fascia um, and improved abdominal core strength. The specific risks of an abdominoplasty include bleeding or hematoma, which can result in a return to theatre for drainage, infection, which is higher in smokers, 
seroma or fluid accumulation that needs to be removed um, in up to about 20%. There can also be numbness or sensation changes um, in the um, abdominal skin. Um, this usually improves though with time. Um, it's a long procedure potentially, up to about three hours and this can also increase the risk of blood clots, um, but mitigated through early mobilization and the use of low molecular weight heparin. Poor wound healing is more common in those with a BMI over 30. And all patients um, will have a scar that can take up to one to two years to fade. Um, but in some patients that may have experienced wound healing issues or infection, that scar can become um, hypertrophic or keloid. Um, and again, with any expectation, aesthetic procedure, expectation mismatch. The patient's not happy um, with the result. There might be uh, residual fatty bulges on the flanks and that might need further um, surgical correction. How does a plastic surgeon determine the best approach for an abdominoplasty? So the most important thing for both um, plastic surgeons and GPs um, are to ensure that patients are physically and psychologically healthy and that they're considering this surgery for themselves and have a reasonable expectation of what can be achieved and they've got the right support systems in place post-surgery. Physically healthy parameters would include an ideal body weight, Ideally, someone has completed their family and they've ceased smoking or vaping for at least six weeks prior to the surgery. The first step between a plastic surgeon and a patient considering abdominoplasty is having a dialogue where the reasons that a patient is considering the abdominoplasty is laid out, what their expectations are. Also, if they are having any of the functional symptoms um, such as lower abdominal pain, upper abdominal bulge, issues with skin health. In terms of examination, a surgeon will assess the abdominal profile of the patient. They'll look at the distribution of the fat, whether it's in the upper abdomen, in the lower abdomen, the flanks. They'll also look at the vector of skin laxity and the quality of the skin and the location of any previous abdominal scars. If a patient does have the separation between the rectus abdominis muscles, the patient will then be offered imaging to confirm this. If it's greater than three centimeters, then Medicare will be able to rebate them for some of their procedure. So all of those parameters, the plastic surgeon can then decide what the most appropriate abdominoplasty type is in achieving that improved abdominal contour. Have there been any developments in this type of surgery in the last few years? Or are there any in trials or development now? So there's been a number of developments in the field of abdominoplasty. Um, the increasing use of liposuction is something that's come from Brazil. Um, and that leads to a reduced dissection, shorter recovery time, patients can potentially be discharged on the same day. Also, surgeons are moving to more drainless techniques. We know that quilting, so putting stitches from the abdominal flap onto the fascia can help minimize that seroma collection. However, I think the most important thing that's um, been done in is the research that's been done in Australia to show that abdominoplasty does have functional benefits and that in certain patients, it can improve their symptoms of abdominal pain, urinary 
incontinence. And it was this pivotal research that led um, to Medicare recognizing functional dominoplasty as an item number. And this is really important, improving accessibility for those patients who have issues post-pregnancy and after weight loss. How does a plastic surgeon minimise scarring after abdominoplasty surgery? So the first thing is really in that surgical planning phase. Um, ideally, the scar should be sitting in as low a position as possible in that suprapubic area so that in underwear or swimwear, the scar is not visible. In that post-operative phase, um, minimizing infection, um, using a compressive garment for at least six weeks will help to um, improve that scar. Each plastic surgeon will have their own algorithm for scar management, but it's important to counsel the patient that A, they will have a scar, but that scar will have a life cycle where it matures and the appearance changes with time. Standard line scar management usually involves taping with micropore or a silicon-based tape for at least to six weeks. It can go on for longer and that leads to a flatter scar. Secondly, encouragement of scar massage also by the patient. Patients who have a higher scar risk profile for keloid or hypertrophic um, need to have usually other adjuncts to minimize this. What can patients expect during the recovery process after the surgery? Generally, a traditional abdominoplasty will require an overnight stay. Um, sometimes a mini abdominoplasty or a lipoabdominoplasty, the patient can go home on the same day. Um, a patient will usually be sent home with analgesics and antibiotics. There's a degree of post-procedure discomfort, and this can last about one to two weeks. They'll also certainly feel tight in the abdominal region, and their surgeon will encourage them to be in a flexed position initially. So walking with a slight bend when lying down, making sure they've got a pillow under their knees, and this will improve um, over one to two weeks. Patients will also be important, fitted with a compression garment that needs to be worn for at least six weeks to help with that recovery phase. A surgeon will guide them on activity um, return. Essentially, most patients will go to work depending on their job at the two-week mark. Um, they will also be advised to mobilize gently, but any more intense exercise cannot be done after the uh, six-week period. Furthermore, driving um, is when the patient feels they can wear a seatbelt and that they can do an emergency stop. What advice do you have for GPs in terms of referring or assisting patients for an abdominoplasty? GPs are key in determining whether a patient would meet uh, the criteria for a functional abdominoplasty. So those patients who are developing symptoms postpartum or after massive weight loss. In certain specific cases, this can be referred to a public hospital um, for a correction of these issues. However, not all public hospitals do accept these referrals. So it's important for the GPs to check. Other than that, they can be referred to a specialist plastic surgeon um, and the patient, if they meet the criteria, will attract some rebate from either Medicare or their health fund. For aesthetic abdominoplasties, due to the recent changes in regulations, these patients also do need a GP referral. 
GPs will also have a holistic viewpoint of their patient. And if a patient is at a higher weight compared to their ideal, they may be able to suggest preoperative weight loss strategies, referral to a dietitian or nutritionist. And also if the patient is smoking or vaping, it's really important that the GP states that this needs to be ceased, ideally six weeks before any surgery. In some patients, there is a degree of psychological distress associated with the symptoms of excess abdominal tissue. And if the GP feels appropriate, then they should also be referred to a clinical psychologist. Thank you for your time here today in the Pod MD studio. To sum up for us, could you please identify the three key take-home messages from today's podcast on abdominoplasty? Abdominoplasty is a procedure that has both aesthetic and functional benefits in postpartum and massive weight loss patients. Abdominoplasty by itself is not a weight loss tool and ideal body weight should be achieved prior to any surgery for optimal results. A specialist plastic surgeon will also be able to determine the appropriate abdominoplasty type for each patient. Thank you again for your time and the insights you've provided. Thank you. Thank you.